I'm so happy to have you with me this week on the show. I am digging into massage as self-care. As a massage therapist and practitioner over the last seven years, these are some tips and tricks, some recommendations that I have that I'd love to share with you. Let's uh, let's take a look at massage as the gateway drug to self-care. So if you've been curious, if it's been something that's on your list, or if you think you're an old hand at massage, I just might have some fresh tips to help you make the most of your self-care experience. Thanks for joining us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. What if you could maximize your meditation practice with a tool that maximizes your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity, to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit HappifiedLife.com and click on the Start Off Happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that uses neuroplasticity to literally wire your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to the HappifiedLife.com page to start off happy with Positive Prime. Enjoy it free for 30 days. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with me today on the show for an episode where I'm going to share from my own personal and professional experience as a massage therapist. And perhaps if you know me primarily through the podcast, you're not aware that I do also have a massage practice here in Southern California where I live. Let me explain a little bit about why massage felt like a great stepping stone into my knowledge, my education and understanding of holistic health and why I think that they work together so beautifully. And I still maintain this practice as I also build my focus on the podcast and the coaching aspect of how I'm able to support people in living with less stress. So let's dig in. Again, if you are new to the Happified podcast, if you haven't heard my story a few times over yet, then perhaps you aren't aware of my evolution. I have done a lot of different work. I've talked often on the show about having worked in technical theater, backstage, painting sets and building props. I've always had pretty physical work. And so even before I became so passionate about the message of holistic health and well-being, about turning people on to how we can start making the choices to regain and to ensure our health as we age. But even in my daily life, before I had all these light bulb moments and awakenings, I was, I call myself a bit of a massage junkie and I wasn't super regular about it because I had these financial blocks in my mind. I didn't think that it was always something I could afford, but when I could, 
When I noticed that I was feeling stressed out, when I noticed that the physical tension was mounting up, for me, that's always been one of my big signposts for stress building is that physical tension. Um, I would book a massage. And so now with the knowledge that I have gathered over the decade or more in between and all of my experiences and education along the way, I still think it's a hugely important component of self-care. And if you still think self-care is limited to bubble baths and manicure, pedicure dates, then you haven't been listening to my show quite enough. And I'd encourage you to keep checking in because self-care is really the practice that we develop of anything that serves and supports us, anything that helps us feel restored and refreshed. Maybe that's yoga. Maybe that's a martial arts class. Maybe that is CrossFit training. Maybe that is a walk through the park after dark, after work and before you head home to help to create a pause, to give yourself opportunities to check in. Those are some of the most important parts of self-care in my mind is finding that pause in creating those opportunities when you can listen to your body, to hear the messages that often get drowned out by the stress and the bustle of daily life, and to recognize what is working for you and what isn't, what you would need more of and what you can do without, what you can phase out. We can pare back that to-do list. That's a conversation that I shared pretty recently here on the show, reclaiming our time by releasing those commitments and obligations and quote unquote priorities that we tend to carry and hold over ourselves. How can we do that? How can we best facilitate or even understand if we're new to this experience of self-care, if we're new to granting ourselves permission to put ourselves first? There can be a bit of a learning curve and what works for someone doesn't work for everyone. So there's no easy introduction, if you will. You can't fast track that opportunity, this understanding that we develop as we begin listening to ourselves. And that is reminding me of a great piece of the conversation that I had with Amelia Nagoski when she joined me on the show just a couple of weeks ago, talking about how it isn't always a native language to understand what our body is telling us. It isn't always, we aren't always fluent in what our emotions Um what we're feeling, what wants to be expressed, how we can let those move through us. And so all of these opportunities for self-awareness, introspection, understanding are so important. And so if you're new to massage, bear with me. If you're an old hand, if you've been enjoying massage over the years, I'd love to hear your takeaways, your, your, why you keep coming back to it, maybe your favorite experience. You can share that in the comments below. If you're on the website, 3xlessstress.com, you find us at Happified Life or on the YouTube video if you're catching this video of this podcast. Let me know why massage feels relevant to you or if you have a light bulb moment in the course of this show, what you might be open to exploring and seeing if this works for you. So first of all, I do believe that if there's a gateway drug to self-care, I think that massage is 
it. I won't say it's impossible to do it wrong. I've got some great tips and pointers that I'm going to be sharing through this episode, having now worked in the industry for as long as I have. And as I've already confessed, being a massage junkie, even before I became a practitioner. But when else do we in our lifestyle, in our daily experience, create these opportunities to be very present, to open up to some calm, to relax, to have a really deep check-in with yourself. We tend to move through life, keeping up, trying to keep everything going, keep all those balls in the air. And we tend to be missing messages from our body. We're missing the memo as to what helps us feel better or what we have too much of. So looking for these opportunities, if you love yoga, then you probably already have a place where you have this experience. Although I maintain it's a little bit different when you are passively relaxed on a massage table and relieving, receiving body work. It's a very different experience than when you are engaged in the practice of yoga. You're tuning into your breath. You're tuning into your body. You're asking your body to do things. There's a wonderful conversation going on, but it's a little bit different from the passive receiving of massage, which is a really beautiful experience when you find the right practitioner to work with. In these days in these times when it breaks my heart to see we still struggle so much with body image, body, body positivity, messaging in marketing that makes people feel less than. When you are in a massage with the right practitioner, when you are in a space where your body in all of its wholeness is affirmed as a beautiful, functioning part, expression of yourself, that can go a long way towards beginning to heal those issues that I see, that I have, that I see many people struggling with throughout their lives as we navigate these societal views, these marketing messages that are so insidious, even in our youngest people. And I'll tell you in a little bit about how young I think you can be to receive massage. But one of the benefits of not only the physical relaxation of the manipulation of the body tissues, but also being in a space where you can feel seen and accepted and supported is a really beautiful and I believe can be a healing experience if that's not something that you've considered before. The personalized support and attention. And again, I don't see massage as a replacement for therapy, but if you find a great practitioner, you might find that they're easier to talk to than a therapist. And often people in your life, because here is a wonderful neutral third party that isn't pressed to go anywhere or do anything else, but be present to you. So if you feel like talking in your session, that's why I feel like many people do feel that opportunity to be more open and expressive than perhaps they do in the rest of their lives. That personalized attention, that opportunity, as I said, when you feel it's appropriate and supportive to engage in a little talk therapy, if that's what you're looking for in your session, can also be very therapeutic. Massage is one of those experiences when, when it is done right, and again, I'll qualify that and we'll talk about what you want to look for in a provider, but it takes a little bit of work on the front end so that you can relax and take all the benefits that you should be receiving from a session. These situations in which we feel safe, 
when we feel happy, when we're doing something purely for our own benefit, and when we feel connected, tends to bring on a lot of those feel-good hormones that we tend to be seeking in our daily lives. Serotonin, dopamine, oxytocin, in particular, oxytocin, that cuddle hormone, if you've ever heard it referred to there, it bridges those feelings of nurturing and mothering. Mothers experience it from the first moment they hold their infant. This oxytocin release when we experience touch, when we hold and we are being held is an extraordinary boost that can be hard to enjoy in these times that we're living in. We're still several years into our somewhat more distanced life. And some of us are staying in these places. Some of us are not going back to centralized workplaces. And so the opportunity to be in physical presence with someone where you feel safe and supported is invaluable. It's a really important part of our biological function to feel connected. And so if this is something that you feel you could use a little bit more of, a healthy and balanced massage therapy session is a place where you can enjoy that benefit. It's an opportunity to put yourself first. And I have had clients who come into the treatment room and they bring their cell phone or they bought the earbuds and maybe they're listening to a book, which is their, their way of, you know, maybe keeping the mental chatter at bay and relaxing into their session. But in many cases, it's so hard to unplug. Parents have trouble being away from notifications for the kids, even if they've told everyone I'm going to be avail unavailable for an hour, one hour, an hour. I want to take this time for myself. I see this struggle happen. And so I encourage you to, again, take this in as part of the practice. How do you get to put yourself first for an hour, for 90 minutes, for a two hour session? If you're still working on giving yourself permission to receive a massage, a two-hour session might blow your mind a little bit, but I can tell you, I have regular clients who take a two-hour session and there's always more work to be done. So if your curiosity is intrigued on that, that's another potential. You can really take a deep dive, maybe not for your very first massage, but explore just how relaxed, just how tuned into your own well-being you can be given the right opportunity. This check-in, as I have referred several times already and I'll keep referring to, is something that I see so many of us, I'm raising my hand, myself included, really struggle to find opportunities for. Even when I sit and I am a very short meditator, I'm not sitting down for long sessions, but even when I sit down with a journal or to meditate for a period of time, I really struggle with distraction. And so the opportunity for check-in where distractions are off the table, if you'll forgive the pun, can be really helpful. And there is input to receive in the course of a massage session. So if you can stay present to how your body is feeling, how you're receiving those messages, how your breath is doing, how you can move tension with your breath during the session, the wonderful ways in which to Practice mindfulness if meditation is something that you struggle with. It's definitely one of the benefits that I receive when I get massage is that check-in. I do not struggle with a very busy and distracted mind when I'm on the table. It's one of those rare opportunities where I can just be fully 
present. And I encourage you, I think it might be one of the greatest tools you could take away from any massage session is just being present to yourself, your feelings, emotionally, physically, the mental sensations, the habits or patterns that we fall into and how we can start to take a breath and center ourselves. And imagine that in our life, we can aspire to balance because in this one hour, in this session, we can find balance. So I encourage you to also to, as you're looking for an opportunity for massage, if you're looking for how to make this happen, I often talk with clients who say, oh, I, it's been so long, life got really busy, and I don't even know how it's been six months, or I'm still talking with people who have not had a massage since before COVID. So we're going on about three years at this point since this particular type of self-care has been received. Time fills up, right? Um, by the time we get there, when we're looking for that opportunity for free time, life has already filled up around the edges and it's very hard to find. And so I always encourage people to look ahead, to find a time, to put it on your calendar, to book a session, even a couple of weeks or a couple of months out, because if something comes up, you can reschedule it. But if you're always waiting for that easy weekend morning, you're waiting for an evening after work when you don't have other commitments, those opportunities will never find you. You have to create them for yourself. So creating that opportunity to have a massage is a perfect place to start. Now it takes a little bit of homework on the front end if you don't have a massage therapist that you have found that you like. You can do a little bit of this homework or make your job easier if you have a friend who is regular and you can ask them where they go. Ask them about the type of massage that their therapist is providing, the benefits that they get. Is it strictly relaxation or are they going for support in recovery from an injury or different types of illness? Just as there are specializations in all manner of things, any variety of coaches you could seek in your life, in your health, in your career, massage therapists also have very different specialties. Some of us just like to support relaxation. Some of us just like to fix what's broken and really want a therapeutic opportunity with a client. All of us have things that are broken and need fixing. So if you want relaxation in your session, but you are with a therapeutic therapist, you might not be looking for the same outcome. So it's so important to know what you're looking for in your massage or body work session. Is it stress relief? Is it relaxation? Is it that opportunity for mindfulness and presence? Is it relief from physical pain or a chronic condition? You can seek any of those things. You might be able to seek a combination of those. But if you know what you're looking for in a session, you can help your provider give that to you. And both of you will have an easier and more successful experience. So in terms of asking more about that, learning who you want to work with, as I mentioned, if you have a friend who receives massage, you can do that. Just about 
most places where we are across the states, I think it's hard to be out of reach of a massage clinic or a spa. Many, many of the companies on the membership model, Massage Envy was kind of the pioneer in this space, but now there are so many others, Massage Green, Massage Elements, Massage Heights. If you're worried about a budget, you can look at these membership models. They do tend to have the best pricing and it's on that subscription model. So it's kind of set it and forget it as long as you are booking your sessions and not letting those credits accrue. Do that diligence, do that homework, ask the receptionist when you call, if you're looking for a particular type of session, which of their therapists do they recommend? You don't necessarily want to book the first available therapist. They might not be the best. They could have had a cancellation and it might be your lucky day. So be open to it. But again, good things are worth waiting for. It's worth planning and looking ahead. So if you are starting from scratch, I encourage you to start asking around and considering. Start taking a look online. Yelp and other user reviews are great ways to learn about a good therapist in a spa or a massage clinic setting. Do the best you can if you can't get beyond the receptionist or if you're booking directly with a therapist themselves, but ask about what they love to do, what they love to help their clients experience, what kind of modalities they work in. If it's most everyone is classically trained in Swedish massage, which is a lot more manipulation of the tissue by hand, usually medium to light, maybe firm pressure. A lot of people, especially here in the very athletic and high performance culture of Southern California, like deep tissue massage, which by its nature for a therapist to deliver is not done so much by hand, but using body mechanics, using the elbow, the forearms and other parts of the body to apply deeper pressure than the hands can sustain. So if you come in and ask for a deep tissue massage, but say you don't like the elbows, well, you might've been working with a bad therapist, but be open to a therapist that has a little more proficiency with using their tools. Give them an experience, give them an opportunity. Express if you're feeling pain or discomfort. Don't feel like you have to bite your tongue and not say anything. This is your session. If you don't want deep tissue work, but a therapist loves to get therapeutic and see progress happen in one session, they might try to work more deeply than you are comfortable in. You should feel safe enough and able to express yourself at any point in any session to express that you're not comfortable, that you want a little more of something, a little less of something, to ask what is the benefit or the outcome of any particular thing that a massage therapist is performing during your session. Communication is open. If you don't feel like you're in a place where you have open communication, then I implore you to look somewhere else. And if that means stopping the session, you have that right to stop the session. Say, I don't think I'm getting what I need out of this session. If it's something you can't resolve easily in conversation and do so. Don't let a bad massage session give you the wariness or the mental or emotional scars to prevent you from giving it an opportunity because there's so much healing and support that can be received from massage. So I hope that with some communica communication, with this upfront research, with talking with the provider before, during, and after the session, you can continue to fine tune and help to reach your ideal session. Who Who is it for and how often? 
Let me start with who is it for, and then I'll go back to how often, and then I'll try to come back to setting the stage for a successful session. Massage is for everyone is my answer. Now, there are always exceptions. If you have a medical situation going on, if you have a care team, a physician or other practitioners who are helping you with things going on in your health, ask them first if massage is okay. There are very different opinions about different situations. For example, clients expecting mothers are able to receive massage after the first trimester. Here in California, there is no massage to be given during the first trimester of pregnancy, not because massage is innately dangerous to a developing fetus, but because there are other potential concerns because early in the pregnancy, other issues may be at risk and not yet known. And so for the caution, for the sake of safety, we err on the side of caution. Different rules are in effect in different states and different countries, but pregnant mothers can find great benefit from the relaxation, again, from those happy hormones that are released through the course of massage, especially a practitioner who is acquainted with the risks that go along with massage during pregnancy so that those points and pressures can be avoided right? So always ask questions to kind of take your practitioner for a test drive, make sure they feel confident and fluent in what they are telling you they can provide. Too young, too old, I find it hard to put a a mark on that either. I have had clients into their 90s who have benefited very much from massage. If they're not able to lay face down on a table, there are always modifications, lying on your side, using a chair, doing different modifications to help make massage accessible for any physical situation. And working down even into younger children. I have done events chair massage, you take it out to event, the recipient remains fully clothed. The practitioner generally focuses massage on the back, neck, shoulders, some work on the legs. I worked on a six-year-old client who absolutely loved it. I'm pretty sure she went on to be the next biggest massage junkie in the world. She just couldn't get enough of it. She absolutely loved it. Under a certain age, it's recommended to be in the care of, in the presence of parents because Touch is a very personal thing. And because in a treatment room, there is only the practitioner and the client or the customer. So in order to avoid any confusion, issues coming up, just to make sure everything is clear and comfortable and feeling safe, generally children under the age of 16 or 15, it's always recommended that their parents are in the treatment room so that the presence can be comforting and reassuring, so that any questions are asked and answered, so that any issues don't have an opportunity to, so that's something to work with. If you have a child who you feel could benefit from massage, I would probably agree with you. You know your your child best, and if they have any medical providers and there's no counterindications to receiving massage and you work with a therapist who's very open, who has some experience in massaging younger clients, you know, that is definitely something I encourage you to explore. I find the same patterns of tension in teen clients that I do 
in my middle-aged and hard at work clients, right? Everything is on screens now. We are so connected digitally in this world. And so the desk work patterns of tension in the neck, the shoulders, between the shoulder blades, the low back, I see those in so many kids that I have had the opportunity to work on. And so I don't think that anyone is too young to receive massage. The benefits of healing touch are extraordinary. And so as long as there's no counterindications or situations in which everyone would not feel completely safe, I think it's it's definitely something that can be looked into and appreciated. Um, accommodations can always be made. I was talking earlier about older clients who might have trouble laying face down on the table. They might benefit from a shorter session than a full hour. Same thing goes for children and anyone really. Work work with, take a look around, find massage therapists who work for different periods of time. I know some clinics where they have a chair massage. So again, you stay completely clothed to receive the massage and you can pay a dollar a minute. So you can have a 10 minute massage if you just need a little work on the neck or five minutes on the knee or something like that, something specific going on. And so if you're not comfortable receiving a full hour, hour and a half or two hour massage, there are modifications that can be made with a therapist who is accommodating. Um, fitting your budget. As I've mentioned, you know, there are ways in which you can find the best cost massage. You might need to do a little bit more homework on the front end because often therapists working in those locations are newer in the practice. Not always. Sometimes they stay for the flexibility or the consistency of clients. And you can find some really wonderfully experienced and gifted therapists in some surprising locations. But if you're still trying to maximize your budget beyond the membership clinic model that I've already shared. I also have been a guest of, a customer of student clinics at massage schools. And so as massage programs are wrapping up, there are clinical hours that every student must complete before receiving their certificate or diploma and then taking the exams for the board. It's a wonderful place to get some fairly experienced massage, general practice, generally well-educated, not yet expert or fine-tuned into any of the specific modalities perhaps. But if you're looking for relaxation, if you're good for what tend to be larger, more community environments, you know, not walking into a silent room with no distractions, but you can receive massage that in ways that fit your budget. So don't give up on that or say, oh, first I have to reach this benchmark or take care of these financial goals because there are ways in which you can receive massage. You might even be able to trade a service that you perform with a massage provider if that's something that they are open to and if it they feel it's a fair exchange of services. So creativity counts, my friends. Don't let that keep you from engaging in massage. As you're talking with a provider, as you're asking more about them, ask, you know, what styles or modalities they perform or they enjoy? What is their preferred depth of pressure? Not everyone does deep tissue work. Not everyone requires it. Ask them about experience for your own personal condition. If you have a chronic condition, if you carry tension in particular ways, if you have headaches, skin 
issues, hormonal issues, cancer, edema. There are so many things that can successfully be treated with massage, but ask if your provider is comfortable, if they have experience, if they have had success in that area. A responsible provider will say, no, that's not something that I do well, but I know someone else and they can make that connection. So don't be afraid again to ask questions because the answers are always worth the conversation. And how to best make use of your time. Once you have booked your time, once you have found a therapist that seems like a good fit and you're getting ready to go into your massage. I've already talked about this hour to check in, this hour of no notifications, I hope for you on your phone and devices. What else can you do to set the stage? Hydrate well. Hydration is one of the common recommendations you'll hear or receive in conjunction with massage. Hydration is very important. Massage physically manipulates the tissues, moves waste from the cells of the tissues. And so your body and your lymphatic system are going to be hard at work collecting the waste that has otherwise been sitting and stagnant throughout your body. So hydration helps to lubricate, to ease that process, to nourish the cells now that there's room for nutrition to come back in. So hydration is very important in a balanced way. Don't overhydrate. Again, if you have any issues with hydration, if you know about those from other health conditions, be wary and do what works for you. But in general, hydrating before and certainly after a massage session are very important. And one of the most common recommendations that I give during a session, which could be very beneficial to use beforehand, is an Epsom salt bath. And here in Southern California, a lot of people don't have a great soaking tub. A lot of builders have given those up for larger showers. So if you don't have a tub to take an Epsom salt bath, you can always do a foot soak and absorb the nutrients, the magnesium from Epsom salts through the feet and still get some good benefit. But if you can do a full bath, that's the most beneficial. That nice warm water and the magnesium and Epsom salts is absorbed through the skin where it can go more directly into the muscles rather than going through our entire digestive system if you're trying to use magnesium supplements. Magnesium is one of those things that many of us are most likely deficient in. And magnesium works at the cellular level in muscle spindle fibers to help them release the contraction. So the way that muscles work as they contract, they sleeve against each other. So the muscles shorten by contracting. And then as they elongate and stretch, those muscle spindles need to release those contractions. Magnesium helps those muscle fibers slide easily past each other. So if you're low on magnesium, our muscles tend to get stuck in this contracted shape, which we can feel as the tension, the knots, occasionally trigger points in the muscles that are stretched and elongated. So Epsom salt bath is a great way to prime the pump, if you will, before a session, wonderful way to recover after a session and really take the benefit of that magnesium absorbed transdermally for your muscles. So those are some of my top tips. If you have sensitive skin, don't be afraid to bring in your own lotion or oil. Coconut oil is a wonderful, very clean, pure oil that can be used. Fractionated coconut oil stays in its liquid 
form, but even the kind of coconut oil that you would get to be cooking with, you can always put some of that aside into a container and that can be used for massage if you tend to have sensitive skin. I avoid anything with fragrances, parabens, phthalates, other kinds of ingredients that we just generally don't want to be ingesting. And so that's why I like to keep it super clean with a little coconut oil, maybe some essential oils, if you find a provider that loves to work with aromatherapy, or I use Bach flower essences in my body work, because that's another modality that I am trained in and a really beautiful way of addressing how the emotions can take up residence within the body and the tissues. So that's just a little glimpse. Some of the ways that I like to work in massage, you can always ask your provider what their favorites are. If they know someone who specializes in something, if you've really got something that you're looking to find, I hope that you find it. I hope that this gives you some inspiration, perhaps to just book yourself a massage session before this year is too far ahead of us and make the most of 2023. Make this your opportunity to check in and start Hearing the messages from your body, start understanding what makes you feel better, restored and nourished so you can bring in more of that. And again, if you're in a place where it's hard to receive massage or you're still warming up to this all, I actually made a video way back in the early days of COVID, right after we went into social distancing and when I had to leave my massage practice. And I made a video, until your next massage, self-care for physical relaxation. I've got a couple of these tips and some tools for self-care that you can use to support yourself, to work on some of those trigger points and those knots until you can get in and have a session and feel some relief. So I'd love to hear what you think. Share your questions or comments below. This is obviously a topic that I can go on about. So let me address any of the questions you have about massage. Share your experience or what you're looking to get, what you will ask your provider to do for you in an upcoming session to support your balance and well-being. And let's keep it clean, please. These are professionals. I am a professional massage therapist with a certificate by the state of California. So all of those old cliche, inappropriate comments don't have their place in the treatment room or in the comments here, but I know you're all better than that. But just for the sake of it, while we're on the topic, I'll go ahead and share that too. Keep it professional, keep it uplifting, and keep yourself to the forefront. Keep yourself at the top of your list so that you can take care of yourself. You can fill your cup. You can feel restored. So you have so much more to bring to the life you love, the people you love, and the work that you love to do. Thank you for joining me. I look forward to seeing you back here super soon. Take great care of yourself. Thanks for joining us today. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. Subscribe on your favorite player to catch the next episode as soon as it's out. Sharing really is caring, so please rate and review the show while you're there. And if you know someone else who would love it, please pass it along. Until next time, my friends, keep on shining.